Members of Congress continue to wrestle with whether or not they should be allowed to trade stocks, and somebody is cruising for a bruising in this fall's midterm elections. Plausibly live on the internet machine, the Shawnee Mac Show begins right now. Hey, welcome to the program. My name is Shawnee Mac. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Unfortunately, both of our blocks tonight are going to contain discussions of Congress, which I know is kind of like going in for a colonoscopy. You don't want to do it. You're terrified of what you're going to find out. But ultimately, it's just too important to your life not to go through with it. Also, farting. So, 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 so much farting. Anyway, as we told you last night, members of Congress, their families, and their staff are allowed to trade individual stocks, essentially allowing our humble public servants to profit off information that they have that no one else does, something of which they are accused routinely. Now, members of Congress of both parties famously receive returns on investments that outpace even the best market averages. And last night, we showed you a now famous clip of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi voicing public opposition to the banning of stock trading by members of Congress. Now, this issue is of particular interest to the Speaker because she and her husband, for decades now, have done incredibly well timing both their market purchases and their sell-offs. This has led a lot of people to accuse Speaker Pelosi and her husband of trading directly off her intimate knowledge of the future of legislation, like whether a bill is going to pass or not that may affect this or that company. And that's not to mention her private security briefings, which are classified, and she receives not only as Speaker, but she received prior to her Speakership as the House Majority Leader. It has been reported, however, the last week, Speaker Pelosi quietly and privately dropped her opposition to legislation that would ban stock trading by members of Congress. A measure, by the way, which is supported by a full 74% of the American people. If you give a shit what those people think... So, last week, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took some time out of her busy schedule of makeup tutorials and dancing online and glossy magazine photo shoots and hollow gestures in front of the world at the Met Gala to do something at least a little bit worthwhile. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez actually recently lent her support to a bill banning stock trading, which sits currently in the House Rules Committee. She then took advantage of a House rule allowing her to force an immediate floor vote on the full bill with no amendments, a vote of the whole House. This is a real vote. All she had to do was file something called a discharge petition. Basically, if a simple majority or 218 members of the House sign on to this petition, the bill comes right out onto the floor for an immediate vote with no amendments. But this can only happen if the bill continues to languish languish in committee for seven days and there has been no legislative action taken on it. Goodness. Mm, Sorry about that. I got to tell you, Ambien has got nothing on parliamentary procedure. 
So, after being pushed by the most famous member of her caucus, Speaker Pelosi has allowed legislation in the House to go forward, which would ban trading stocks. The current version, though, only bans members of Congress and their staff from trading and not their spouses, which, as we mentioned earlier, is crucially important not just to Speaker Pelosi, but to a lot of members of the House and Senate leadership. There are also currently multiple bills that are up for discussion in the Senate. Those bills range from slightly better than the system we currently have to a full out-and-out ban of stock trading altogether by members, their spouses, and their senior staff. So, check it out. As a result of highly suspicious pandemic-era stock trading by members of Congress which helped shine a light on decades of alleged personal corruption, we are this close to forcing our leaders to play by the same rules as the rest of us. It's easy peasy. All that has to happen is one of these bills has to pass the House. Then a similar bill has to pass the Senate once it reaches a 60-vote cloture threshold and comes to the floor for a vote. Then both versions of the bill have to be reconciled, repassed both houses, and sent to the president to be signed. And after that, Congress will not be allowed to profit off of their insider information. Okay. I will be honest, the chances of that happening in this legislative cycle are unlikely, but it could happen in the next Congress. More on that straight ahead. Stay with us. Hey, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you like what we're doing here, the best way to support the show is to become a premium subscriber, which you can do at the top link right down there in the description. As a premium Shawnee Mac Show subscriber, you'll get the full video and audio versions of every episode early and ad-free. That's before anyone else gets it and without me asking you to do stuff like I am right now. Plus, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes content, a weekly Q&A with me where you can ask me anything and I'll answer it. And premium subscribers get exclusive discounts on all our future merchandise as well as discounts on tickets to all of our future live shows. It really is the best way to support the show and keep it going. Again, that's at the top link right down there in the description. Do it and I will love you forever. Okay, now back to the show. Welcome back. As I alluded to before the break, an exhaustive Shawnee Mac show analysis of this year's calendar has uncovered that we now sit just nine short months from this year's midterm elections. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say short? I meant long. Nine very, very long months from this year's midterm elections. Now, the midterm elections, of course, are a time when the entire House and a full third of the U.S. Senate are up for grabs, meaning it's the perfect time for both of our major parties to really reflect on the last two years and really try to come up with a coherent agenda, which they can then put in front of the American people and show them what each of them might do to help lead their lives in a better direction in the next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. Mitch McConnell wants a 100% policy-free midterm campaign. Others in the GOP are uh, less sure. Excellent. So while some members of the GOP, mostly those members in swing districts, would like to run on some real issues, namely lifting COVID restrictions and curbing inflation, old Mitch knows just how he should play. Well, I guess it's a good thing that'll never work. 
I mean, there's no way a party can just say, we ain't doing shit for y'all and get away with it. These guys must be getting crushed in the polls. The Republican Party now has a 10-point edge on generic congressional preference. So they now have a 10-point edge. Oh, for God's sake. The Republican Party's strategy is literally, we don't need a strategy. They are on pace for an historic wave election win, where at this point, they're being projected to win a sweeping majority in the House and even take back control of the Senate. Who in God's name must these people be running against? Ah, yeah, there's my girl. While some members of the Democratic Party, or mostly those in winnable, winnable or even vulnerable districts, are wanting to run on issues like health care, the economy, and education, their party leaders know that that's all a bunch of silliness and that what the American people really want to be litigated is the presidency of Donald Trump again. Yes, the real issue that we need to tackle in the 2022 midterm election cycle is did the previous president flush paper down the White House toilet? Now, Democrats did win a majority in the House in the 2018 blue wave midterms, and they took back the Senate and the presidency, of course, in the 2020 election. But instead of doing anything that might make anyone west of the Hudson River or east of L.A. County want to vote for them, they grabbed one big handful of culture war cycle babble and another big handful of masking outside when you're by yourself. And they dove headlong into an historically underwater president and what sure looks like a bloodbath in this year's midterms. Now, we still have nine long, so, so, so long months before this year's midterm election. And anything could happen. No one will ever go broke betting on our major party's ability to screw things up. But I think it was put perfectly earlier this week by the great crystal ball. In no world do Republicans deserve to win this fall, but Democrats sure as hell do deserve to lose. And I'm sure they will. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Be sure you hit the bell so you'll get notified as soon as our show drops and you'll never miss any of our videos. You can also follow and download the show on all the major podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate and review us. And if you like what we're doing here, just tell your family and friends about us. You can tell your grandparents it's like a really short Johnny Carson. Just without Ed in the band. And Johnny. Or tell your kids it's like a really long TikTok. Okay, back to the show. Hey, that's our show. Thank you so much for being with us. I really do appreciate all the support. I'll never be able to thank you enough. We're back tomorrow night at 9 with an all-new episode on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you then. Have a great night.